Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, I'm Jackie Cation. You are about to listen to the dark forest Let's give you the info about it First of all, you know the websites dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com, if you like a determiner, jackiecation.com, has everything. All my podcasts, including uh, videos of my stand-up, my stand-up schedule, merchandise you can purchase if you would like, and a lot more info than you possibly even need. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg sang and produced and composed that song at the beginning of the show. He sang with his wife, Sarah. It's very beautiful. At the end of the program, he sings his version of the Mexican hat dance. That's Mike Rickberg. Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com. He is uh, the web designer over there. And Patrick Brady fixes the audio. And in this case, there's a video intro. Very exciting. Anyway, those are the websites. If you want to support the show, you're doing it already by listening to it or watching it. And Another way is to tell your friends and family, go on iTunes, do a review. Another way is to just give me money. Yeah. You could go use the donate button. You can make it even monthly if you're okay with making things monthly. You do a PayPal monthly. There's a monthly choice on PayPal. The PayPal is a button on the Jackie Cation or the Dork Forest website, and it goes directly to me. Thank you very much. I will use it wisely or foolishly. Your call as well. Now. My email address, Jackie at JackieCation.com, is where you can contact me if you have any questions or concerns and about the Dork Forest. And I do have a Venmo account. It's Jackie-Cation, oddly enough. Another way to support the show is on DorkForest.com and JackieCation.com. There's an Amazon link. And the Amazon link just takes you to Amazon. You order like normal, and it supports the show because you came from JackieCation or DorkForest.com. Very exciting. Other than that, oh, there are, there is a band camp. You can, if you have listened to all the episodes that are free and you need more content, there are several live episodes that are at thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. And those cost me a couple of bucks, so I charge a couple of bucks. There's also a storytelling album there that you can listen to some stories that I did live. And there are 17 free episodes before the Dork Forest was pre-recorded. So the audio isn't very good, but the guests were super funny and fun and dorky. So if you want to do that, go to thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. Other than that, let's see if there are other things that I should be talking about. Possibly uh, the merch. Yeah, if you want to buy merch. The only other thing I want to talk about is the merch. You can get Dork Forest t-shirts. Uh, and you can get stand-up comedy t-shirts. You can get my albums or my DVD over at JackieCation.com slash merch. There's pins. There's a challenge coin. There's a bunch of new things happening over there. Anyway, a lot of information. I think, I don't think I've missed anything, but who cares? Let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. Uh, hi, Robert Jenkins. Welcome to the Dork Forest. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. This is great. Yeah, yeah, this is awesome. We uh, I, I haven't seen you in real life since I fucked up your feature week in Chicago. 
that was them. That that wasn't you. That was oh, them. That, that that was such a debacle. Oh, he should have just oh, said yes. Yeah, Bert. You Bert should have just said, and that and then he replaced. I, I I think he was like, no, I just want to you. Oh, you want a black guy? I I know a local black. Guy. I was like, no, I was hoping to hang out with a guy I I know. No, all right. I mean, and the the guy that featured was a nice enough guy, yeah. but uh, that whole week was a, a debacle. that was interesting. I, yeah, I will never return, and uh, I will go to other places in uh, in Illinois, yeah. and uh, <laughs> that'll be fine. <laughs> so, um, Robert Jenkins, by the way, stand-up comic and a lawyer yeah. for the state of Michigan. Yep. State of Michigan yep, lawyer. Yep. There we go. And uh, you live in Detroit, and it's Robert Jenkins, but your stand-up comedy- I live in Lansing now. I was born in Detroit, oh. live in Lansing. Oh, there yep. you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you should have bought land. I understand at one point it was very cheap to buy land. Absolutely. Rob J Comedy. That's Twitter and Instagram, yep. right? And my website, yeah. Okay. And that's awesome. And robjcomedy.com? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, good. Okay. Branding. So, brand, do it all. Just bring it. People follow, follow the man. Uh, and according to the frequently asked questions, you're actually a very good lawyer. Yeah. And uh, but you're not available to be hired because they're already guilty. Yep. That was uh, that was funny. And you also have a cat. I have so, two. Um, I have two cats that I love dearly. What kind of cats do you have? They are you have mutt cats. No, they're, they're Nibelung cats, like the gray, super gray Russian cats. Oh, Russian yeah, cats! Uh-huh. I was like, is that the? Because there there was a cat that is bald. Uh uh-uh. uh That. I thought it started with an N. Yeah, they, no, not that one. There's, uh, they call Nibelung, but like the colloquial term is Russian long hair cats. Oh, there yeah. you go. You have two Russian long hair cats. Mm-hmm. Do you vacuum a great deal? Oh yeah, we have a. Um, we call them a Sharky <laughs> Boy. It's like one of the new like robot things that you. Oh, like a Roomba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, oh, ev- every day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> Just send it out on its on its appointed yeah, rounds. Yeah. Uh, are they pretty cuddly? Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. They're, a lot love, cats. They're, they're the cuddliest cats I've ever been around. Like, they are all about it. Yeah. That is, they love our that dog, awesome. too. The three of them, they're just thick as thieves. They just hang out and they plot what? They plot on us. They just sit and oh, they just plot. Awesome. It's great. Hi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because you never know if a dog and a cat, like my mother in law has a dog and a cat, mm-hmm. and the cat is a little bossy, mm-hmm. doesn't want to hang out with the dog. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, but uh, but she enjoys both of those animals separately, and they enjoy her separately, I guess, as well. On their own time. <laughs> yes, everybody gets everybody gets little little uh, little grandma time, and uh, we leave it at that. Yeah. Okay, can I say that uh, the first time I met Robert Jenkins, Rangers of the Dork Forest, you should know this, is that we, we've, we literally, we just need to work at a regular gig one time because it was Jokers. Remember, yeah, jo- the now it, it was the Jokers, old, yeah, yeah, the downtown Crackers was for a heartbeat, a comedy club called Jokers, and it was in that that brick building in downtown Indianapolis. That had also like a karaoke level and a dance level. Yeah. <laughs> and it was owned by the same guy. They kicked crackers out and they're like, we could do stand up. And then every night of that week, that weekend, it was when I was working on my new album, mm-hmm. the last album. Um, there were genuinely four people at each show, <laughs> except for I think Saturday yeah. first show had like 10. And then they had that clown. Remember the clown showed up that one <gasps> show? Oh, that was so weird he, in that outfit. Fucked me up. That was one of the worst sets <laughs> I've ever had. It was terrible. How could you tell? He was part of six people yeah, who were there. And he sat in front, and you know what fucked me up? 
He was what? a perfect gentleman the whole time. That's what got me. Because I was expecting, <laughs> I, he's a clown. I'm expecting him to do clown shit. You know, I'm expecting like a, right. a squirt bottle, maybe a long gun his, that says yeah. bang. I was expecting shenanigans. And he was like, no, dude, I'm just here. I clocked out, but I kept my uniform on. I just came to enjoy comedy. And it fucked me up. It was the worst. It was the worst. Oh, my God. But, but why wouldn't you expect? I mean, take the... Lose the clown yeah, outfit. Dude, Why would right. he, he's brought a clown outfit to a comedy club? Yeah. We expect at least him to be obnoxious yeah, about I it. Th- this is such It was yeah. yeah, he got me. He got me. If that was if his goal was to throw me off, he did. He totally did. He got me. <laughs> I yeah, and I uh th- the whole weekend it was just a debacle. Yeah. And then and then the next time I saw you was at the uh some sort of Yoder festival, yeah. but it was at the Toledo Mud Hens. Yep. At their stadium. And uh-huh. yeah, and I didn't recognize you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, how is that possible? <laughs> we spent five shows doing four yeah. people. And we hung up, and I said, oh, do you have that concealing carry? Yeah, uh, that's how you remember like, me. That's what you remember? Yeah. And I said, I also remember a joke about going through the self serve uh, checkout. Yeah. Those were the two things I remembered. <laughs> I remembered one of your bits. And this gigantic pistol I carry with me. And the fact that you had you could legally conceal a weapon upon your person. Yeah, because so. that came in handy at the end of the night uh, when we were in Jokers. We were trying to get out. And was, I was like, come on, come on with me. <laughs> you, just got, you just got behind I me. Walk and you, I just walked you I out of walk, there. <laughs> yeah, I will escort you to your. To your your weird hotel in weird downtown Indianapolis, which is weird. Um, the the only time I like downtown Indianapolis is during that board game convention, Gen Con. Oh, it's great! Yeah, that's fun because it's just piles and piles of nerds, and they're good. And their comic their uh, Comic Con is is really dope. Yeah, Comic Con was really mm-hmm. nice, but the board game. What I liked about the board game convention is that people actually—it's like sixty thousand people who literally just want to play a board game instead of at Comic Cons, which can be just people standing in line mm-hmm. to stare at someone who was on a TV show. Yeah. So, um, so th- people who genuinely want to play a board game, I find, while they can be irritating, uh, are usually uh, very nice. People. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're very Just patient people. I'll tell you that. Super. They're patient. They're patient for sure. Willing to read directions. Yeah. Sure. What? I uh, know. Directions. <laughs> exactly. Nobody does that anymore. Okay. So let's get into it. Right. Your dorkdom is guns. Yes. Yeah. I've never had a gun dork on, but I was yeah. like, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be Robert Jenkins because <laughs> I don't know who else. I mean, <laughs> I've only fired a gun twice. Yeah. So and I don't know much about it. The funny thing about it is that I was... N- not into guns until I started doing comedy. I started comedy in July 2012. So, really? yeah, before that, I had maybe fired a gun maybe a handful of times that I'm willing to talk okay. about. Uh, right? <laughs> and But I think starting comedy yeah. uh, made you realize that, first of all, you were in danger. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Very much. And then you, had, you might have had rage. Very much so. And, <laughs> Very much so. There was a specific incident that let me know. I was like, oh, I should probably do something about this. Uh, this is, that is interesting. Yeah, so uh, I was, are you willing to share? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So this is, you know, I started in July 2012 and, you know, it's... Winter, maybe winter 2012. And I'm doing a show in Michigan. It's like northern Michigan, middle of nowhere, uh, up pretty far north. Like 
you know, I the last time I saw a black person was like two hours into the drive, <laughs> oh, right? So, okay, so more likely. So I get there, yeah. I get to the to the bar. It's you know, it's a typical bar show, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. and doing my doing my thing. I'm doing twenty twenty five minutes, something like that, and I do my bits. And things are going good, and uh, but I noticed that in the front row there was a table of three guys and a and a girl. And the woman, well, the woman was with her date and okay. she was laughing, but I guess she, I don't know, maybe they didn't like the way she was laughing, which is, which happens, which happens, which happens, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing that happens. And you're like, what, why have you come? Right. Right. Yeah. I'm like, dude, do you know that I'm on your side? Like if she right. laughs, then right. she's going to fuck you later. Eventually, like, that's what happens. hopefully yeah. we'll be in a good mood it, yeah. that... I, how many times have comics tried to explain this? Oh. They're just like, I'm not making her laugh. I'm not going to get anything out of this. And they're like, no, she's no, no, going to no. be in a better mood. Yeah. And she might want to have sex with you. Yeah. That is the oldest stand-up comedy joke in the world. Yeah, yeah. that's Because it's, it's true. It's simple. Yeah. So yeah. I, I explain it. I'm Magic Johnson. Okay. I'm dishing here. I'm on the fast break. I'm doing the dribbling and everything. I'm drawing the d- defense. When they come to me, it's just a handoff to you. I'm just dishing it to my left, and you just lay it in. Just lay it in. You literally and figuratively lay it in. You can't miss. Install the job, exactly. My Install the job, and we everybody goes home happy. That's it, right? Right. But yes. So okay. So after the show, I'm standing around waiting to get paid, as you do. And As you do. Before I know it, these folks have kind of made their way over to me and they're kind of like surrounding me. But they're not, you know, they haven't got in the danger zone yet. But, right. you know, I've, they made it clear that they, you know, are very close to me. And, uh, you know, the one guy, he says something. One of the guys says something I don't like. And I'm like, OK, you know, I'm ignoring him. And I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm not for everybody because I was even kind of right. like that, like how I am now back then. So, right. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, I get my money. I, I'm getting ready to go. And I turn around. I see that they're gone. They're outside now. And mm-hmm. I take a peek out the window and I see that they're standing by my car and their car is next to mine. So I say, oh, <sighs> this is interesting. Um, so I go and talk to the manager at the bar mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, you know, this is there's some folks outside. I don't know what they plan on doing, but I plan on doing something if they do something. And he says, right. so you okay. so I say, so you might want to bring somebody out there. Uh, you know, is there anybody that can at least keep an eye out? And he basically yep. told me, eh, show's over. Do what you do, what you need to do. And I was like, oh, OK, so I'll never be back here again. Um, oh. And I'm not a big fan of calling law enforcement because, well, and uh, <laughs> obvious reasons. Right. And so at that time, I didn't have a I didn't have my concealed carry permit. I had mm-hmm. uh, I had pepper spray and I had a knife at a switchblade. OK. So, you know, I go out, put my backpack on and I make my way to the car and it's just jawing back and forth. They're talking about what they want to do to me. And I'm telling them it probably won't happen like that. But they don't take any step forward. I don't go over to where they are. I get in my car right. and I drive home. And right. on that drive home, I said, okay, so I see how this is. So I need to go yeah. ahead and do something about this. So that was when I started. Uh, I made a decision to get my concealed carry permit and get it done. How do you get a concealed carry 
Is it easy? Um, it depends on the state. A lot of times, you know, some states are very easy. Some states, you're in California. Yeah. It, it is kind of difficult in places like California and Illinois and New York, uh, okay. Massachusetts. Typically, Wisconsin, you're giving it in the bassinet. Yeah, pretty much. They're like, here, pretty have much. A- here you go. It is drop it, just drop it in your crib, you know. Derringer. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, um, it really does depend on the state. And so okay. with Michigan, what you have to do is there's a, 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 for, a license form you fill out. You have to take okay. a concealed carry permit class that's sanctioned by uh, the state. So they've been approved. You know, they've checked out the course uh, curriculum. They know Okay, sort of like traffic school? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Same way you get yeah. a driver's license. And so one of the big factors in whether or not it's going to be easy for you to get is whether your state is a shall issue or may issue. So you got to check the law. And this is where it comes in. Spell these words. Shall. shall, S-H-A-L-L. Shall issue or may issue. Oh, I see. Consent and all this. Exactly. So if you meet these criteria, we shall issue a license. Okay. If you meet these criteria, we may issue a license. So ah. the, the wording is kind of tricky depending on what those words say. Like, for example, like a may issue state is like New York or okay. Illinois. So you can do everything right. And you can send everything in. And depending on the investigation or how things turn out, you may get denied. Ah, Now, okay. Michigan is a shall issue state. And most states uh, across the country are shall issue and they give you reciprocity, too. So like my license, if I'm in Arizona or if I'm in Wisconsin or pretty much like 40 other states, my license is good there. In Illinois, it's not. It's not because it's a May. Yeah. And they're very restrictive. So Illinois, California, New York. Uh, Massachusetts, I believe, Hawaii, a couple of other places right. like that. They're very restrictive. So when I'm traveling, how does that? How do, yeah, uh, quick question. Yeah. How does that affect? Um, can you still bring? Could you still bring your weapon yeah. with you? So what I do, yeah. So what I do is like if I'm going, if I got a, a show in Chicago or something like that, right. before I enter Illinois, I pull off to the side of the road, I unload my pistol, I put it in a locked compartment. And I separate the uh, ammunition from the actual firearm. So I have the ammunition in my glove compartment and then I have the firearm itself. I put the trigger lock on it. I put it in a locked compartment and I'll put it in my trunk underneath the uh, storage. There's like a storage area right there. Okay. so those things are completely separate. And I obviously absolutely cannot handle that firearm in Illinois. I can't do it. I can't put my hands on it. I can't use it. Okay. Yeah, so, it's like not, not even not concealed? Right. Well, I'm not, I don't know if Illinois has open carry, but I don't, right. I don't do that. I don't open carry any, I never right. do that. Well, that open carry feels very much like, hey, look at me. Exactly. Exactly. I'm looking for trouble. Right. And my thing is, my, these guns are for the protection of myself and those closest to me. 
I am not. Yeah. I never want to make somebody feel uneasy or I never want people to feel scared or intimidated. When by... you told me you had the concealed carry, uh, I was I was made uneasy. Oh. Uh, and then I was. <laughs> well, I'm I sorry. Like, I apologize. <laughs> no, that's OK. Oh. And then I was like, well, uh, at least at least I don't have to stare at it. And the thing is, is I am fascinated by guns. Like, I'm the kind of person who should not have a gun. <laughs> I, I, I sh- uh, one time, I had pepper spray, and I used it. <laughs> I am a fucking checkoff play. I shouldn't have a weapon. This is not good. You know, <laughs> so, you know what? You think that now, but honestly, mm-hmm. when you go through training, and if you take the mm-hmm. right course, and they really explain to you the ramifications of it, you will be way more prudent than you think you will be when it comes to using okay, firearms. Okay, so just buying pepper spray at the place that I worked at and just having it in the car, <laughs> that's probably no training. Oh, no. I'm just going, oh, it's $8.99. Yeah. <laughs> that's not enough. A receipt no. is not training. No, that, that, that doesn't... Uh, that doesn't translate the gravi- the gravitas of the situation. Like it's you know, is lost. Yeah. But yeah. it's because it's really you know, if you take it serious and you take the training, it's really serious. Like you know, they really drill into you that you know when you pull the trigger on on a firearm, once that bullet is out, you're responsible for any and everything that it hits. So that's right. on you. So you really right. need to make sure that this is what you want to do before you decide to. Uh, shoot a firearm at somebody. And, okay, yeah. so I have shot two fire uh twice. Okay. Uh, I went to a gun a gun range here in Van Nuys okay. for my birthday. Andy uh said cuz I said that I wanted to go horseback riding. I kind of wanted a cowboy birthday. Okay, there you go. There <laughs> so you go. So we went horseback riding, we grilled, and then he was and he had he grew up with guns okay. and he has no interest in them, but he was like there is a gun range two and a half miles from here if you want to go and i was like and so we went and my favorite part of this was uh they had headphones Mm -hmm. for the gun range and um i said to the guy oh do you spray them like at the bowling alley and the guy's like no just use them (laughs) or don't use them they're filthy yeah and uh and then it was us and so we got um we got a pistol mm-hmm. that were very, which was very hard to load, by the mm-hmm. way, in the cartridge. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're the magazines are very jam- stiff. If they're new, they're very stiff. Which is, I definitely want to go over today. We talk about yeah. that stuff because I want to really everything to kind of be more functional. Like this may sound contradictory, but I'm not a gun nut. Like I don't, I'm not like hyper fascinated. I have a very working, very practical knowledge with firearms. Because, like, for example, when I go to the range, with exception of maybe once or twice, every gun that I shoot at the range is one that I own because I'm only concerned with using those. You know what I mean? And sort of getting sort of the feel of how they that they work. Yes, yes, yes. So, okay, so what so what is the so the training is how long was the training? It was eight hours. So it's it's, it's a full day and you go through the legal ramifications of it. They you, they show you exactly how a gun works. You go over how to fire a, a gun safely. Um, we go over home defense. You go over concealed carry tips and stuff like that. But the most important thing you deal with is safety. Like safety is a number one. That's the most important thing when you have a firearm. And one of the right. things that they drill into you is uh, the four basic uh, rules of gun safety. Right. So the first thing. 
is you, whenever you see a gun, you are to treat every gun that you see as if it's loaded. Automatically. Okay. I read that in the, in the Western novels. Right. Automatically yes. assume that it's loaded. That's the first thing, right? The second okay. thing is when you, when you have a gun, if you're holding a gun in your hand, always keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. Okay. Because things happen. You never know. It could go off. You may not be something. If, if worse comes to worse and this gun is discharged, you want it to be in a safe direction, which means never point a gun at anybody you don't want to shoot. Okay. Right. I don't right. give a damn what the consequences are or circumstances or what have you. Always keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. Um, right. The third thing is never put your finger on the trigger. Until you're ready to shoot. Now, that may sound okay. simple, but, you know, people are lackadaisical. So a lot of times people will pick a gun up like this gun right here. OK, people will pick a gun up and they'll grab it like this. It's on the table. Right. They'll pick it up and grab it like that. That's a, you absolutely do. You never do that. So you uh, you always you never want to keep you always want to keep your finger off the trigger uh, until you're like ready to shoot. Pick it up by the guard you pick, or something? You pick it up by the handle. Okay. So pick it up by the handle. And what you do is, you see how I have this finger right here? You yeah. rest your finger along the side of the gun. Okay. So you never, not in here, you have it along the side. So okay. that way it's close to the trigger if, if it needs to be fired, but it's not on the trigger. And that way when okay. you make your decision to, when you start firing, it's, yeah. it's not very, it's very easy to go from here to here. So yeah. that's the thing. And then the fourth thing is... You have to be certain of your line of fire, what's in the way, and what is behind your target. Always, oh. you got to know what's behind your target because uh, <laughs> you're gonna miss. No, or you go through them. You hit, oh, you go right. through them, and then it hits whatever's behind them too. Oh wow! You know, which is something that you you have to definitely take into account, especially because they're very powerful. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, and and. Which uh, we're going to talk a little bit later about ammunition and types of ammunition. There are some yeah. types of ammunition, for example, a full metal jacket. That's something that overpenetrates, and I'll show you what that is right here. Okay. Full metal jacket is a. Uh, I don't know if you can see this, but the end. Yeah, you yeah. see how it's pointy on the end. Yeah. And there, it's solid. You see? Can you see that there's like no like hole? There's in no it? holes yeah. or anything. So this is a full okay. metal jacket. So if, if I were to hit something with this bullet and mm -hmm. go straight through them and it keep going because it's right. coming from. It's a heavy. Yeah, it's coming from a very powerful weapon. Now, on the other side, this is a hollow point personal defense ammo. You see that plastic tip in there? Yeah. OK, so what happens with these and some of them are actually hollow points where they, they don't have any plastic in there. It's just a hole in there. Just, oh, yeah, weird. Yeah. Now, the reason that the way hollow points work is that hole that you'll see that's in there, when it yeah. penetrates, the air creates pressure. And the pressure causes the projectile to split. So when it, Oh, to turn it into like shrapnel inside yes, whatever you've hit? Yes. So it's oh, gross, it's, but it stops yeah. in that person 
Right. And it does all types of damage. You just, you know, just picture a huddle in football. When they say break, that's what happens. Yeah. It goes in there so they oh, break man. and it just everywhere. So they another name for these types of bullets is personal defense ammo. Okay. Because when you're out concealed carry, you don't want to have full metal jackets. You want to have personal defense ammo because you only want to damage the thing that you're aiming at. Oh, and they and and those will stop in the thing yes, that you're aiming at, which is sadly often a human. Yep. But uh, the uh, so the full metal jackets. What about this shell casings? We've heard yes. so much discussed. So let's, in, so let's uh, talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So there are four parts to a bullet. If you can see this, you see this little circle right yeah. here. That's called a primer. That's one part. Okay. The outside is the actual casing. So the okay. the metal part on the outside, that's the casing. Then the tip is what, this is the bullet, the, pro, the actual projectile. This is the thing that oh. comes out, right? And inside here, place you can't see in here, is the powder. Okay. The, the gunpowder. So, Got it. So here's what happens. A gun, uh, you, have, uh, you have a bullet in the chamber of a gun, and... There is this thing called a firing pin. You pull the trigger, comes forward, firing pin, hits the primer, right? Okay. Hits the primer. With the, the pin hits yes. the hits the bullet really yep. hard, but the back. The primer, the yeah, primer. right in the center. Hits right in the center. Okay. So it, oh, where the circle. Yep. So it hits hard. Hits it hard enough to ignite the powder, right? So that's, you know, firearm, oh. that's what happens when you see the big bang that's the fu- yeah. that's the pin hitting the so primer. So it creates kind of a spark. Yes. That lights up the powder which is inside yeah. the thing. Yep. Okay. And the powder it lights the powder up and it creates so much force, so much pressure that it shoots the projectile off. And the tiny, the tiny part on the end which yes, is the actual bullet. The actual bullet shoots that off. And that's what okay. goes traveling down the barrel of the gun, right? Now, okay. the barrel, inside the barrel, there's twists that have been kind of etched into it in like a spiral. Oh, like a threaded? Yes, it's threaded. And okay. so that, those those twists are what allows the bullet to spin mm-hmm. and make sure it goes straight. Oh, because the centrifugal force. Yes. It's, it's sort of, it's like, go straight, go straight, go straight. And now you're out in the world, but uh, mm-hmm. you have a head start, yeah. essentially, so, on going straight. Right. It's so okay. much pressure, so much force is involved. That's why it moves so fast, so straight, so quickly. Right. Okay. So that's your typical what happens when you pull the trigger on a, a firearm. Just yeah. So does every so every bullet though has that has that case. Absolutely. Yes. And that's and, what and that people gets leave behind. Or yeah. something or? So yeah. in your typical your typical handgun, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the chamber in here. Now okay. I got this gun. I'm gonna show you how to clear a gun to make sure that it's not loaded, right? So okay. when you get a gun, like I said, you treat it as if it's loaded, right? The first thing you do, right. you see this button right here? Okay. That's yep. the magazine release. You hit that, and you take the magazine out, okay? Okay. And you expect the magazine, make sure it's empty, put that down. Then okay. you take this part, it's called the slide. You engage your safety, you pull the slide back, and you look in and make sure that it's empty. There's nothing okay. in it. So now So that 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 should mean that there's no bullets yes. anywhere inside of that gun. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Now I'll show you why it's important 
to make sure that you remove the magazine first. Now this gun right here is loaded. There's nothing in the chamber, but it's loaded, right? So let's say I wanted to clear this gun, right? So I rack it first, then I take the magazine out. Okay. Because I racked it first, there's now a gun, there's now a bullet in the chamber. Wow. So that's okay. how you make a mistake. See, that's yeah. why you always want to take the magazine out first, because that way, if you've racked it, you know that if there was a bullet in here, it would be coming out and there would be nothing. There wouldn't be another bullet to replace it. OK, so uh, so if you um, like if if you had if it had been racked before you had put it down mm -hmm. and then you didn't rack it again and but you ejected the, there was, the magazine, there would still be one in here. Yep. There would still be one in yes. there. So, but when you store a gun, you don't store it racked, do you? Well, it depends. In my house, absolutely not. Okay. But when I'm uh, carrying on the street, yeah. yes. Because in, Just, in those situations, you may not have enough time to do that. To do it. And there are other okay. things, there are other precautions in place to stop an accidental discharge. And those are called safeties. Okay. Gun, most handguns have safeties. So yeah. you take this gun right here. This is the Springfield XDS. It's a nine millimeter gun. Okay. Okay. So on the on the front on the handle here, you see that? Uh, I hear it. Okay. And I see what you're doing. This so, is yeah. called the grip safety. Okay. So with this gun, I have to have my think my hand around it to activate it. Okay. So it wouldn't fire if I didn't have my hand on it, because this oh. safety. Right here, it essentially engages the weapon, lets okay. you know that it's it's ready to go. So, and is that the only safety? No, there. Okay, this gun has three safeties. The, oh, good. Yeah, and which is why I like Springfield Armory because they're they as far as safe as guns can be, they tend to make them pretty safe. They have lots of safeties and and extra and features. backups. And yeah, so you have the grip safety right here, right? Okay. Then you have the, you see this? This is the trigger. Yeah. But there's a little divot in front of it. Can you see that? Hold on. Let, no, let me, hold on for one second. I get it. Right here, you see there's a little small piece. Okay. That's a trigger safety. That, oh. that what that does is it makes, uh, some guns have very hair triggers, very easy triggers, slight, the slightest touch and they go off. I don't like okay. that. I want a long trigger pull. I want me to have to put some work into it. So I when feel I put, the same way about my Toyota Corolla. <laughs> I don't want to have it. have a lot of pickup. No, I like uh, me to make a decision and then the car to actually think about yeah. it for a heartbeat <laughs> right, like, yeah, and then right, do it. We're doing this. All right. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> it it's the yes. same. It's the same. Essentially the same thing. So this. OK. So there's this, the trigger safety. And then there's mm -hmm. an internal safety. Uh, that will stop it from accidental discharge if it w were to fall, if it were to drop out of my hand. Okay. Oh. Right. So I have three. So there's three safeties on this gun. So Springfield, the majority of the guns I have are Springfield. Springfield okay. Armory. How many guns uh, might you own? Um. Well. Uh, <laughs> well, h how many guns uh, are? Uh, let us just five. say how many okay. guns. We'll, let's go with five. Okay, exactly. Let's, go Let's just five. go with the five that, that, that you own. 
And are oh. they all um, the 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 guns that essentially the, the, what I'm interested in is the concealing carry. Mm-hmm. You have you have you could carry any of those five guns. No, I have two guns. I have two here that I'm going to show you that are not concealed carry. I have three that oh, okay. I could carry. Three handguns. Uh, I have a uh, AR-15 pistol here, and okay. I have a uh, shotgun here. Okay. Yeah. So. This I've shot a shotgun. My father-in-law uh, was a he trained bird dogs okay. for field trials from uh, horseback. Nice, nice. And so he took pointers, right? Mm-hmm. And so he had a lot of he had several shotguns. And when he passed away about five or six years ago, uh, he um, wanted his ashes put in shotgun shells and, sh- and for us to shoot them. Oh off. hell, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, we have we still have ten of his. Sh- we have some of and, and they had. Pellets in them as well, that's, but uh, we we have like ten shotgun shells. That's on our, nice. Uh, I like that. It, two two different gauge. Yeah, Tw- uh, twelve and, and twenty. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, probably yeah, well, smaller and bigger. Yep. And uh, <laughs> so, but I yeah I got I got to shoot them into the sky a couple of times uh, in Arkansas, cool. which is where you should live if you want to get shot into the sky. Yeah, that's and very. It sounds like a very Arkansas thing to do. It felt it felt pretty pretty on brand. Oh. And, <laughs> So I wanted to um, actually, since we're talking yeah. about shotguns, we can talk about shotguns real quick. They yeah. um, you've probably heard of the different gauges for shotguns. There's 12 gauge and then there's 20 gauge. Right now, okay. those are the typical the two popular like gauges for shotguns. I'm sure there's others, but those are the ones that I'm familiar with. Now, okay. the reason they're named 12 and 20 is because when you're measuring gauges, when you're trying to figure out the gauge, it's all about the diameter of the barrel and how many lead spheres it would take to make a pound. That's how they decide what the gauge is. So if it takes 12, then it's a 12 gauge. If it takes 20, it's a 20 gauge. So using that same type of reasoning, the 12 gauge is bigger than the 20 gauge because it takes fewer of them to make a pound. So fewer of the pellets. Yeah. And it's essentially how many of the pellets that go in a, in, in a, a cartridge. Well, spheres, like the like oh, sphere. spheres. Like if you look at the barrel of the gun, mm-hmm. how many of those spheres would it take to make a pound? Okay. So, and do you load a pound into a shotgun? No, that's just the old school way of them oh, coming up with enough. a thing. We uh-uh. <laughs> right, right. That's just how it's, they decided to name them. It, it's fair enough. Like as far as like practical use, it doesn't really mean much to us. We just not really. We, that's just how. That's, that's just, just how what they, they're called. That's just how they named them. And, the se- and I, I do love a definition. I love getting the sort of the backstory mm-hmm. on it. So thank you. So, and when, there we go. when you talk about guns, like handguns, you have uh, the caliber. You know, you always hear people talk about caliber, like nine millimeter, 45, all that. Right. So caliber, what that what that means is you're talking about the diameter of the barrel of the gun. OK. Oh. So like you hear 45. Somebody say they have yeah. 45. That's roughly uh, 0.45 inches. Oh, so literally, yeah. that's why they're so huge. Yeah. So a forty-five is bigger than a nine millimeter. Absolutely. Obviously. Technically, a forty-five is an eleven millimeter. That's what it converts out to metric-wise. Oh, okay. okay. So you got nine millimeter. You have a ten mm-hmm. millimeter. You have eleven millimeter. Um, as far as caliber goes, you have forty-five. Then you got forty. Um, there was. Uh, Kinsey Milhone in the uh, in the Kinsey Milhone mysteries, I believe, uh, carried a thirty-two, mm-hmm. which uh, is a very so unique. 
A very that's yeah. a, these days that's a very unique caliber <laughs> like weapon. How right? Could could they? Uh, it'd be so funny. Would it be weird if you'd go to a gun store and you're like, I need thirty two, and like, oh well, we actually don't carry that that gauge. Yeah, they probably they probably would. They probably would have it because yeah. oh, okay. these people get off. They get off into it. Like if you go to a gun store and you look for ammo, the shelf. Yeah. I mean, it's all types of shit you can find. A little bit it's of everything. It's the Michaels of, of guns. <laughs> Pretty much. Just craft. That's their version of crafting. They sit up and, yeah. It, it, they, people, some people, they get way, way into it. Like, right. People are, yeah. Me, myself, I just, as far as handguns, nine millimeter. That's all I carry. I don't need anything right. bigger than that. When you combine the power of a nine millimeter with today's personal defense ammo, that's enough. That's enough to stop anybody especially right most confrontations you have will be at point blank range you you won't need probably any more than four or five rounds before it's over and uh, it happens it, yeah. it was quick so people walk around with the big honking like 45 or some people have desert eagle these fucking massive ridiculous guns i right. just nine millimeters are my thing that's what i tend to carry Right, because I'd, I'd, and I genuinely believe this. I mean, that we've we've talked a little bit about this, mm-hmm. and this has been a fascinating conversation because, you know, it's so clearly you're just like I just want to be able to protect myself yeah. if someone is is threatening mm-hmm. me, and um, I don't know. All I know is that is is that those situations in stand up comedy when you feel threatened, you know, as a woman, I can say you have to walk me to my car. Mm-hmm. As a giant man, if you say, I need you to walk me to my car, you're going to be mocked. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and yet, I need you to fucking walk me to my yeah. car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I- uh, you don't want me to hurt them, and I don't want to hurt them. Yeah. I just want to go to my car. Yeah. And I have different considerations, too, because there, I can't think of many instances where I would call the police. <laughs> Because, right. you know, shit, if the police show up, that just probably likens the chance of me getting shot. So whatever right. problems I have, I have to handle them on my own. So, right. And, right. you it's, know, I'm not above a fist fight. That's fine. But a lot of people, <laughs> you know, right. it's very rare that I'm going to get a good one on one thing. It'll be more than one of them. And, you know, right. So and you don't want to bring a fist fight if they are armed. Right. Right. You don't want to you don't want to bring your uh, to, to be under under equipped when there are more than one person yeah. ready to attack. Because, mm-hmm. you. you know, you also have to assume like. I'm not saying I'm the toughest person in the world because I'm not. But most people, if they saw me, they would probably just leave me the fuck alone. So right, you're what are you six four? Yeah, six five. But yeah, in there like two fifty. Right. So it's like you're a very large man. <laughs> yeah, you know, and which yeah, which is cool. Like I'm not, I'm never, I'm not someone who ever tries to throw my weight around or be right. like that. That's just not how. And to, if I'm mad, then it's different. But like I, right. I never go out of my way to like you know lord over people and make people feel uncomfortable. That's not my thing. But when you behave like that, some people take that for weakness and then right. they may try you. Um, right. Which is you just essentially being aware of your own strength. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure as a young as a young man, as a teenager, 
you had to be like, oh, my my hands are actually the size of hams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am going to break that mm-hmm. if I grab it too hard. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's the thing that we all have to learn. Yeah. I had to learn it with my fucking mouth uh, because <laughs> uh, I can hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Sharp. There's yeah. No, there's. Yeah, there's no reason for me to say the first thing. Yeah. Because uh, it's uh, not okay. Yeah. Uh, um, cool. Well, so what gauge shotgun do you have? Um, do, you, do you hunt or any of that? Uh, actually, I got my hunting license this year. So, yeah, I will be doing some hunting uh, this year. Birds? Uh, deer. Deer? Deer. Okay. Yes. Yep, I got my... You got a 30-06? No. <laughs> Can you tell that I read a lot of Westerns? <laughs> <laughs> that's old school the 30 so six. but they but i was just at the gun store and they have tons of 30 out six ammo people still people are still out here and that's a fine Pe- that's a fine weapon right there you can yeah you can do some yep. damage with that um i have right here i have a 12 gauge shotgun and okay. this is for this is the mossberg 590 shockwave and this is for home defense. This is a home defense okay. shotgun. Now, this is something that I want to convey to the people listening and to you. Is if, you, if we're talking about home defense, this is a really good shotgun to have. And I'll tell you why. The first reason is because the shotgun, people, a lot of people are very afraid of shotguns because of the kick, because of the kickback. You know, there's lots okay. of recoil. People, they're very hard to handle, very hard to manage, right? Now, with this Mossberg uh, 12 gauge that I have, uh, I have mini shells, small shotgun shells. And I'll show you one of them right here. This is very small. It's like um, it's like half the size of a regular shotgun shell. Okay, it, it's short. It's short. It's short and yeah. it's smaller. It's smaller in diameter. Now, oh, okay. the reason that this is important is because smaller shotgun shells are less likely to overpenetrate. So if you hit ah. somebody with this, it's a shotgun. It's going to do massive damage, but it's not going to go through your wall into your neighbor's kitchen. Like it's okay. going to stop pretty pretty short of of that. So also because these shells are smaller, you can fit more of them in the shotgun tube. So here oh yeah so here right here this is the shotgun tube this is where the shotgun shells go okay right so if i were to load one i would take it off of here like this mm-hmm. i put it in here and i press it in and then i just load them that way right? okay and how many of the regular regular length ones would uh, in fit here in would probably fit i would say probably five in here but okay. i have eight in here now because they're shorter. Just, okay. Yes, they're shorter. And so when you have a shotgun, um, the best way to store it is in a, in a position they call cruiser ready. You know, like so. And they, what that means is, you know, you ever see like a police car and they have a shotgun in the car. The shotgun okay. cruise, the car cruiser, you know, police, they call them cruisers. Right. It's cruiser ready is when you have it full, but you have this. This is called the action. You see this right here? Yeah. This is empty. Okay. So it's, so it's, it's the magazine tube is full. The shotgun tube is full. Right. But the chamber is empty. And you always want to store shotguns with the chamber empty because shotguns go off. Okay. They go All they right. go off a lot. You, you could drop it and it'll go off. Like it's in a closet and right. somebody knocks it over 
and it goes all off. All of a sudden, boom. boom. Right. So you always okay. want to store your shotguns empty. And so, okay. like, I have this in cruiser. It's in cruiser mode right now. It's cruiser ready. So let's say okay. something goes down. I need to mm-hmm. grab this. So if I if I need to grab it, all I do, I pick it up. Now it's loaded. Now, now it's loaded. Just that and there's quick. There's something in the chamber. Yeah, just that okay. quick. So that's why you want to keep them. Unload this. That's why you always want to keep them uh, empty because it takes nothing to load this thing and get to it really right. quick. Um, so, in a, in a book, that's right. Uh, <laughs> you uh, there is you could like twelve gauge those that those are those twelve to a pound pellets, right? <laughs> that will go into a person. Mm-hmm. Assen- yeah, um, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I have what is birdshot? Birdshot is uh, it's there are types, there are different types of shotgun shells. This is slug. This is a slug, so it's just like a metal thing. It, it doesn't. There isn't multiple pellets. Okay. Buckshot is heavier. It's for buck. It's for deer. That's what you use to kill okay. deer. Birdshot is for bird hunting. Smaller, okay. smaller, smaller pellets. So, oh, right. yeah. So, like, you can. Because I, I have eaten pheasant mm-hmm. and I have found birdshot in it. Yep. You, re- <laughs> so. you remember when Dick Cheney shot that guy? Yeah. That guy lived because he got hit with birdshot. Okay, because he hit him in the face. Yeah. Now, if he. With a. With a shotgun, yeah. With, I think it was a. Maybe it was a 20 gauge. I don't know. But it was, it was birdshot. So, yeah. had he hit him with buckshot, he'd have died. That'd have been it for him. Wow. Yeah. So they were out bird hunting, obviously, you know, so that's so thank God that they were out there bird hunting and not deer hunting because he'd he'd killed him. He'd been dead. And and Dick Cheney waving a shotgun around. Yeah. Like a crazy person because he is a crazy person. But yeah, (laughs) that's weird that you could accidentally shoot somebody with. I mean, and and the thing is, is I'm from Wisconsin. So uh, deer hunting, we kill more people in Wisconsin deer hunting than I think were killed in Iraq, you know, over 10 years. (laughs) Oh, shit. I mean, it's bad. There's, uh, you can get a gun very easily Mm -hmm. in in Wisconsin, and there's not a lot of training, and they're just out, and they're like, I'm going to get my buck. Yeah. And then they see their buddy who's tricked out in orange, and they shoot him anyway. Because they're drunk. And you're like... Because a lot of folks, they use, like, deer hunting, the the big hunting weekend, is the yeah. let's get fucked up and complain about life weekend and the, right. the deer? Why the bring deer, the guns at all? Exactly, Why just don't you go just up there and go drink. Camping. I don't know. Anyway, go fishing something. for God's sakes. You can't really do. You could drown, but I mean the. I mean yeah, it's but th- that, th- there's less inherent danger. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And uh, and you would do it to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that'd be that'd be fine. Right. Um. Yeah. So um. They. I see. I wonder. Make sure cover a couple more things. Yeah, cover a couple more things. We got about fifteen minutes okay. left. Let's get so, this. So, um, a couple of a couple of things I want to clear up real quick. So, you hear people talk about things like assault rifles. That's the thing that you hear a lot. Assault rifle, right? Right. So, there are two main types of rifles that people are talking about when they talk about that. There's the AK-47 mm-hmm. and the AR-15. Now, some people think that AR stands for assault rifle. That's not what it stands for. Uh, AR is Armalite Rifle because that's the company that made it. 
And fif- okay. 15 is rifle design number 15. So that's where that comes okay. from. And okay. the AR-15 is the most popular rifle in America. There are millions of them. Like mi- people. My niece has one. Oh, see? She's in the National Guard, and she said it was the cheapest rifle that she could get. Mm-hmm. You can get and them. It's scary how many there are out there. And we don't even, because we don't even know how many there are. Why? Because there's this thing called a ghost gun. Now, when you buy an AR-15, it's made up of two parts, typically. The upper receiver, lower receiver. The two halves of it, right? Now, right. the lower receiver is what they consider to be the firearm. So that part is where the serial number is. That's the part that has to get registered. That's the part that has to be sold to a uh, a federal firearm licensed dealer. Okay. So that's where the gusto is. That's the serial number and all that stuff. Now, what you can do is if you know how to, let's back up for a second. You can make any weapon that you want by yourself. As far as, you know, as a rifle or a gun, if you can make it yourself, you can make it and you don't have to essentially register it. If you made it all yourself, you don't have to register it. So what people are doing is they're buying these lower receivers that are 80 percent finished. So when you buy it, it's not completely finished. Since it's not completely finished, it doesn't have a serial number on it. So you Uh buy it 80 percent finished. And then you have the the kit or like the uh, the operation in your home to finish it the rest yourself. So you buy it and then you just do the drilling and the few little things you need to do to it because it's already 80 percent done. You do the few things you need to do to it to finish it all the way. And then you can buy a kit with all of everything else in it and you can finish the gun. You can make the gun yourself. And it's not. And it's unregistered. It's unregistered. It's so it's, that's why and they call untraceable. it untraceable. Yes. Because the, it's the lower half of the gun, you said, yep. the part that has the. Yep. And that's where the trigger is? Yeah, that's what houses stock? the trigger and all that other stuff. Yeah. It's. Uh, that's why they call it ghost gun, because it's, it's off the record. It's untraceable. Right. So so if, if, if this part has. If the bottom part has the stock and the trigger. Mm-hmm. And sort of that housing unit that what does the top have? Just the barrel? The barrel. I mean, there's this thing called the bolt carrier group, which is where, the, you know what? Actually, I got it right here. I'll show you this. So this is an AR-15 platform. Right. But this is not a rifle. This is an actual, this is technically, this is a pistol because the, the barrel is short. This is. Uh, the barrel is, I think, 9.6 inches. Okay. Where your typical AR-15 is going to be 15 inches. The barrel is going to be 15 okay. inches. Something Which like that. Which is rifle length. Exactly. I guess. Yes. Okay. So, up here, this is the upper receiver part right here. The lower receiver is just basically this. This half. Okay. Okay. Essentially the stock and the and the, and the trigger Essentially, yeah. Thing? Mm-hmm. And okay. so, yeah, like the magazine house, like right here. Okay. And uh, so. And that's the lower receiver part, and that's yeah. the part that's registered. Yes. Yes. This is the part that they consider to be the firearm. Okay. So the other two ends of it. Mm-hmm. 
This is you the can upper just receiver. Buy those. Yes, you can just buy this stuff separately. You can buy them. And then somehow create a trigger guard and a magazine holder by yourself with a kit. Yeah, essentially. And you're not even really creating these parts so much as you're just like milling out the parts, the holes where the stuff goes. So you don't have to like make a thing. You just have to finish drilling a thing. Oh. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So it's just you get this thing, it's 80% done. You set up your press, your machine, you drill out these holes, you make these holes where the different parts go, and, and it's essentially done in the, in the span of maybe an hour and, and a if half. If you have a basic workshop in your garage with sort of like a bandsaw and a couple of drilling and Absolutely. the bits and mm-hmm. the whatever, you're in business. You Pretty could much. have You could have a weird-ass giant gun. Keep churning so them now, out. An Armalite rifle, an a- AR-15, mm-hmm. Is not an automatic. No. So there's everybody's like assault weapons, automatic rifles. Right. So there's always some semantic things where you're like, you can't, you're not talking about the right thing. You're like, here's what I would love. Someone doesn't walk into a fucking place and blow 15 people away. Right. So let's so let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. It's a semi-automatic rifle. Okay. Semi-automatic means that you have to pull the trigger. For a for a bullet to come out, you have to keep pulling the trigger for bullets to come out. Okay. Automatic would be is if I took my if I pulled the trigger and kept it down and it just kept shooting. Boom, 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 boom. That's automatic. Semi-automatic is when I just do this, like I pull the trigger, it. it shoots the gun, it ejects the casing, and then it loads another bullet, and then I pull, boom, eject. That's semi-automatic. That's what that means. Can it be both? Yeah, you can. Can a gun be? You can. You can. There are guns that have bursts, like three round bursts, where you hit okay. and it goes boom, 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 three times. Um, yeah. For the longest time, people, uh, there are still ways to kind of convert your semi automatic weapon to an automatic weapon, where there's a thing called a binary trigger. And what that is, is typically when you pull the trigger, you know, the gun, the bullet comes out boom you fire off a round then you let the trigger go it resets and then you pull it again but with a binary with a binary with the binary trigger you pull a trigger it comes out when you let the trigger go on the way out another bullet fi- fires out then oh. so you get double the rate of fire so it's like boom 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 instead of just wow. boom boom Boom. You see, you see yeah. in and out, yeah, it's yeah. coming out, in and out. And um, so that's one way that people turn, uh, you know, make their essentially turn their guns into uh, somewhat more almost automatic-y. more automatic. Then <laughs> more automatic. That's, that's more that. automatic. Um, then there's these things called bump stocks. You may yeah. have heard about that. I've heard the words. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means bump, entirely. It's illegal now. They banned them, which is... Okay. My hat's off to them. Great. It's a great idea. Now, what a bump stock was, was you see... I'll pick this up again so I can show you. This right here, this is a stock, right? Okay. And so if I had it, what I did, what I would do is if I had it on my arm like this and I mm-hmm. fire, right? If I had a bump stock, what would happen is... When I when I fire, the gun goes back. Mm-hmm. The bump stock bumps it forward, mm-hmm. and then it comes back again. And that motion allows for essentially for it just to keep firing. So if I were to just hold my finger down, 
it would just right. go boom, 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 boom. It, it, it would, would just reload yeah, itself. It's essentially bumping off my shoulder and then it's, you know, keeps firing if I wanted to right, do that. Right. Now, they outlawed those, which right. is great, which, you know, yeah. so because you could get you could buy a bump stock for 50 bucks and turn it into this kill, fucking killing machine. Um, right. There are still technically there are ways around it that you can essentially still I could still if I wanted to, I could still turn this into a fully automatic weapon. Just how it is. What I would okay. do is I would take my hand. Right. And normally you have your hand here to steady the rifle. You have your hand on uh, the barrel up here. Uh, and this is called a hand guard right here. You have your hand up okay. here and I'm using it to aim. Right. And I would use my trigger, my finger to do this. What mm-hmm. I do if I wanted to make this fully automatic is I would take my hand and I would use my hand to pull the gun forward. I would pull the gun forward with my hand like this. Okay. So see, by doing that, I'm pulling it into my trigger. I keep my finger still and yeah. I will pull my hand forward and keep my finger in the same place. See, then that way it would fire like boom. Then it would come back yep. and then I would keep pulling it forward. So I'm just, and it would essentially just reload by abs- doing sort of a, it's a, it's more of a workout than a bump stop. Yeah, but, but it's, it gives uh, you the same thing. Yeah. Fuck. And it's like, and anyway, these people, man, folks are going to figure out a way to do this type of shit. It seems like no matter what you do, they're always figuring out something. And right. Which is one of the, one of the reasons they they say that it's unenforced, that gun control is unenforceable. But I always say, give it a shot. Yeah. What the heck? I mean, you know, yeah. if they legal, if they made the shit illegal tomorrow, I'll turn all my shit in. You know what I mean? The law is the law. Yeah. I'm not going to keep it just for the sake of keeping it. But if right. they got them, I want them. <laughs> right. <So. laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, we're right here at around 59 minutes. Yeah. Uh, that that would have been a great last line. Because sure. hey. uh, <laughs> we had the shit. It went down. Over here, they they stormed our capital with all all the crazy white guys. Right, stormed right. our capital with all them guns and stuff. So just open, and they were all open carry mm-hmm. crazies. They're walking just around, and, and, Rexes, exactly, man. just intimidating people. And before that was the last straw for me. That's when I went out and got that AR-15 because I said, okay, so they got them, I want them. And uh, all right, I went <laughs> and I have this thing right here. Um, this is a drum this is a magazine it holds 100 rounds oh my god and so yes you know it goes on the ar uh 15 oh does it yeah so okay let's see i'll show you <laughs> <laughs> you know it's somehow fitting that you're sitting in your basement yeah <laughs> uh what just happened robert <laughs> oh jeez god dang it that is hilariously yeah. horrifying yeah i know yes. this is it's disgusting isn't it yeah. But they walk around yeah, with is. these all the time. So I say, oh, okay. So that's, uh, I guess I'll join the club. Uh, right, right. Picture this yeah. carrying it, young man. Yeah. Is this, does that make you any happier than me watching you walk around yeah, with it? Yeah, I know. It does it's, not. It's so funny yeah. how people's uh, attitudes change depending on who's holding the weaponry. Yes, <laughs> yes. Weird. Uh, by the way, I am uh, almost done okay. talking. This has been fascinating. And uh, Robert Jenkins, you guys, stand-up comic, uh, also lawyer for the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's at Rob J. Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, when we are doing stand-up comedy again, uh, and then uh, uh, 
we we will one day we will work at a regular club and it'll all work out. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I don't know. Do you have anything on as far as coming on back the to books, Michigan? I'm yeah. supposed to come to Doctor Grin's in August. Oh shit! Okay, nice. That should be. But I can't. Im- I think that's I can't happening. imagine. Oh, they might because we're opening up like in July. Like pretty much, they're trying <sighs> to go back to normal in July. So, I know that sounds terrifying yeah. to me. Uh, that's uh, you hopefully know, we beat them past uh, I, I our second got wave a, by then. You know, like right. you don't just walk don't right into sec- it. I don't want to walk right into it. It's uh, I literally w- went to a hot dog stand yesterday, and the woman working the window mm-hmm. was not wearing a mask. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! We all got to wear masks, yeah. folks. Yeah. Folks. Yeah. At least for the next year or so. Yeah. Let's just just face it. Yeah. It's not. It you will you will <sighs> help stop the spread. So, um, t- well, yeah, I guess some people ain't taking it serious. Yeah, well, uh, that is <laughs> that is another great line to end on. <laughs> some people aren't taking it serious. Uh, Robert, this has been amazing. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for doing thank the show. You. Thank you. This was great. I, I'm so happy to see you. It's been so long. I just I'm happy. I'm, yeah, I sound like a giddy that- person. I just love hanging with you. So this is cool. It, me too, man. Yeah. This is uh, super fun to actually just have a social moment when you're having just a conversation yeah. about something too. So Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?